0: Welcome to The Legal Toolkit, bringing you the latest legal trends and business initiatives to help you manage your law firm. Here are your hosts, experienced lawyers, writers, and entrepreneurs, Heidi Alexander and Jared Correa. You're listening to Legal Talk Network.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. If you were looking for a Stranger Things, that's a show on Netflix. This podcast is only a little bit weirder than that. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, hopefully you'll become a long-time listener. And if you're Fox Mulder, literally everyone is lying to you. I'm your host, Jared Correa, and in addition to casting this pod, I'm the founder and CEO of Red Cave Law Firm Consulting, which offers subscription-based law practice management consulting and technology implementations for law firms. Check us out at redcavelegal.com, that's R-E-D-C-A-V-E-L-E-G-A-L.com, to find out why I call it that. You can buy my book, Twitter in One Hour for Lawyers, from the American Bar Association, on iTunes, at Amazon, and probably at Wicked Good Books in Salem, Massachusetts. Here on The Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month with a new tool to add to your own legal toolkit so that your practices will become more and more like best practices. In this episode... We're going to talk about video marketing for law firms. But before we do that, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Amicus Attorney, developers of legal practice management software. Let Amicus help you run your practice so you can focus on what you do best, practice law. Visit amicusattorney.com and get started today. Thanks also to our sponsor Scorpion, which delivers award-winning law firm web design and online marketing programs to get you more cases. Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours to attract new cases and grow their practices. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Our guest today is Michael Mogil, who is the president of Crisp Video Group, a national legal video marketing company that produces high quality and engaging videos for attorneys. Crisp bridges the gap between video production and video implementation, taking a comprehensive approach that helps attorneys get noticed, build their brands, and attract higher value cases. In addition to producing video content for law firms, Crisp has worked with major international brands like Coca-Cola, Verizon, and Red Bull. Michael has been featured by Forbes, the Huffington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the American Bar Association, and Avo. And while you can't tell this just by listening to his voice, let me assure you that Mike looks just like a young Joel McHale. Michael, welcome to the show, my friend.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: This is great. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. I think the uh, videos you do are really great. So I want to dive into um, some of these questions. So let's begin with what's probably the most obvious question here, which is what lawyers are going to be asking when they listen to this podcast. Why should lawyers be using video for their marketing?
2: Sure. Yeah, that's uh that's a question that comes up a lot although I'd say lately it's been coming up a lot less just because we now see video everywhere but you know to give you an idea mm-hmm. there's about 1.3 million attorneys in the US. I mean that's coming out to roughly one for every 265 people, every man, woman, and child. I mean, I even did a search earlier today in in New York and found that there's 4,200 personal injury lawyers. So how is a prospective Mm -hmm. client to tell attorneys apart, right? How do you really differentiate yourself and set yourself apart? And video is a great marketing tool to do just that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Video is a tremendous marketing tool for attorneys, I think. And it's good to see that attorneys are charging into a full steam, really. So video is compelling. It's a thoroughly modern marketing tactic, I think. And now that that's out of the way, let's spend the first half of the show talking about some of the elements of video production. Size matters, right? How long is too long for a marketing video? What's too short? And kind of what's the sweet spot
2: yeah, so this, you know, the length of a video really comes down to where it's being used. And and I think for the most part, most law firms are using the videos online. So if you're using them on your website or on Facebook and social, traditionally it also depends on, you know, how engaging a video is. So if it's a video about you and your firm, you can get away with a slightly longer video, so something around 2 to 3 minutes. If it's a educational video or a short FAQ, those tend to do best when they're about 60 to 90 seconds. So ideally you'll want to keep it under five minutes. I mean, the reality is that if someone was searching for a specific topic or a question that they had and they've got, you know, one video pops up from one law firm that's a minute 30 seconds and there's another video that pops up that's 25 minutes, which one do you think they'll click on? (laughs) Um, And the shorter videos typically prevail.
1: So is there any place for sort of long form video marketing that you've seen? Do people use that and going beyond five minutes at all? And have you seen it as effective or no? Because I think most attorneys like to talk And I think they would prefer to do longer videos if they could.
2: So you can get away with it if you are, let's say you've already qualified that person. Let's say you have an online course, for example, or a webinar, or you've got a video series, an educational series. You can get away with it that way. But even so, even with those, we find that you know it's typically best to even break those up into shorter chunks. It's just hard to command someone's attention online for that long a period of time. Um, we're finding now that most people are viewing video content on their mobile device and on their phone, as opposed to even at their desktop. So the content really does need to be digestible and, and bite-sized.
1: How about music for videos? When and how should lawyers be using music to supplement their video content? I've seen some videos that your folks have done where you've done sort of dramatic music elements. What if I wanted to add like Lido Shuffle to my law firm video? How do I incorporate music? And this is a good idea.
2: Yeah, so so music plays a very important role in any type of uh, video that you produce. I mean, it's, you know, oftentimes the real value of a video is that you're able to connect with somebody emotionally. That, you know, that's, you know, many times it is it is subconscious. And the music is typically, you know, you want to align that with whatever the messaging is behind your video or your brand. You know, we've produced videos that are much more epic and cinematic and dramatic, but there's also ones that are much more conservative. So, you know, in terms of using something like, you know, Stand Alive or the Lido Shuffle, I mean... Uh, (laughs) I'm sure you could find something like that. Uh, You probably want to stay away from some of the commercial tracks, just because YouTube and some of the other sites tend uh, to—they tend to mute those. But it really just again, it comes down to your brand and what type of emotion that you're looking to evoke from your video
1: content. And there's probably enough stock music out there, I would imagine, that you could purchase music and not have it be insanely costly. And I'm sure there are routes to go to do that, right?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's very manageable. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of sites that allow for music licensing. So we license music for every video that we produce. So our attorneys are able to use their video anywhere they like, whether it's, you know, on the web, if they want to use it on TV, wherever that might be, and that they have the licensing rights to that music track. But this can be fairly affordable. I mean, you're, you're seeing music licensing rates go down now to where you can get a track for, you know, I'd say even under $500.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Now, how about scripting of these videos you know lawyers are perfectionists they want to have control over just about everything they do do you find that lawyers prefer to write their own video scripts do you find that they would let you do it because you're the experts and for lawyers who want to produce law firm videos do they want to be featured in these videos are they looking to have actors do this or voiceover people what's been your experience as far as that is concerned with respect to control of a final product
2: yeah so we found that for the most effective legal videos it's something that does feature the attorney we we try to stay away from using any types of actors or even any type of scripts so there's no you know with us there's no teleprompters mm. we found that that doesn't you know the videos don't come across as genuine and authentic that way what we do provide yeah. is obviously we you know we put together a storyboard so what's important to figure out is what is your unique value proposition what sets you apart why do clients choose you and, you know not just listing out here the services that i offer but more importantly you know why would someone choose to work with you as opposed to another firm? So when you're able to focus on that value proposition, you can really come up with a very compelling story.
1: And so the storyboarding concept, I think is pretty interesting. How do lawyers and business people generally adjust to that? Is that sort of a mindset change for them? Do they want to sort of have things written down and be able to read off a teleprompter? Or do you find that they get comfortable with the notion of making it authentic pretty quickly once it's explained to them?
2: I think now, after having done so many of these, that it's easier to do one that isn't scripted than for something that is scripted. You know, with a teleprompter, you know, you're having to read off these lines. But instead, what we Mm -hmm. focus on is actually creating leading questions. So, asking the types of questions, Mm -hmm. you know, what sets you apart. And even when we're doing client testimonials and videos, even asking clients leading questions so that, you know, they would answer in a complete sentence, you know, why did they choose the firm? What was their experience like? What was going on in their life at the time where they reached out to the law firm? So, those tend to be much more natural. I mean, people can speak you know true to their experience and to be completely honest I mean we find that that you know there's attorneys who won't want to come off a certain way like they'll see one of our videos and they'll think you know I want to be like the one the dramatic attorney who's coming out of the burning building with the cars <laughs> blowing up like yeah. that's me right but what we often find is that that's not them, right? That's, and that's and, you know, really not why clients choose them. Clients may choose that specific attorney because of the one-on-one level of client experience they have. Maybe not you know, not because they're so aggressive in the courtroom, but because they provide a very, you know, a one-on-one client relationship that's just superior to what they've experienced in the past with other lawyers. So mm. it's important to be authentic. You know, it's everyone's brand is a little bit different, but just be true to you. And we find that those videos are the most effective.
1: And that brings up an interesting point, too. I'm sure you've seen these videos that lawyers have started doing now that appear in Super Bowl commercials in states like Texas. Is there a time where it's appropriate for a lawyer to come out like brandishing a flamethrower or a sledgehammer? Do you ever find that to be effective or do you think it really relates to what is this person trying to convey as part of their brand?
2: Yeah, I mean again it ties into to their brand and the types of clients they're looking to attract. So I mean we've seen like you know the the Texas Law Hawk and Jamie Casino and those guys and if that's what you're looking yeah, for yeah, yeah, as, yeah, that's what know, I was referencing. You know if, if if those are the clients that you want, right? You know oftentimes we find that those attorneys are focusing more on a volume-based approach rather than kind of the quality level of those clients. So they're not trying to attract like yeah. that certain client with high case values, it's got a very specific type of case, but rather they're just trying mm-hmm. to you know, operate on volume. So And if that's your firm, that's okay. But it just, again, you know, consider the types of clients that would reach out to Texas Law Hawk. I mean, I think his marketing campaign is brilliant. But if you have somebody who's got a very serious type of criminal case, are they going to want to turn to him?
1: Yes, maybe, maybe. Um, I sometimes stylize myself as a Massachusetts Law Hawk, but I had to drop that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about video quality, because I don't think this is something that's necessarily understood really well by the majority of lawyers, how important is it to have a high quality video? And then what are the levels of quality that people should be looking at? Like if they wanted to do video by themselves, for example.
2: Sure. So video quality, this, you know, this one comes up a lot because, you know, there's when we talk about video quality, there's filming the video yourself. Let's say you've got an iPhone or then having the video professionally produced. And then even sometimes we see some of the videos that are professionally produced may not be the highest testament of quality, but your video is a reflection of your firm. I mean, that could either be a good thing or it could be a potentially harmful thing. Just consider the fact that especially for things like brand videos that tell your story, that that's how someone is perceiving you. If it's the first thing they see, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or on your website, that's how they'll really kind of decide if you're right for them. and, And if, if it's a poor quality video, it's more often in their mind it's going to reflect a poor quality firm and an inexperienced or ineffective attorney and potentially vice versa. But at the same time, when we talk about quality, I actually think messaging oftentimes is even more important. Uh, we had an attorney several years ago who'd reached out to us and she had some videos produced for her. And once she got those videos online on her website, she actually found the conversion rates had dropped significantly. Phone calls had dropped. So she calls us and asks if we can go in and audit and figure out you know what's going on here. And when we took a look at those videos. We found that you know her law firm, they were specializing in divorce law. It's an all-female firm, but 95% of their clients were male. But the videos themselves were very mm-hmm. female-focused, so she was essentially alienating her audience there. Uh, so I, I actually think that messaging That's is really the, interesting. Uh, than the quality, and there's times where a high-quality video can be very effective. So things like your brand videos, even even things like educational and FAQ videos, things that are going to stick around for a while and, and are going to be essentially part of your lead nurturing or marketing process. But let's say you've got something comes up, there's something in the media or a current event, um, and you want to be able to blog about this quickly, or you want to be able to address it right away, and it's relevant to your practice area. You know, in those instances, you can get away with a much more candid video. That's you know, people find that much more acceptable. Because you can get those videos out.
1: Yep, that makes a lot of sense. So, before we end the first half of the podcast, during which I wanted to talk about like production elements, production values of video, is there anything that we haven't addressed yet? that you think is important to talk about on that end? Oh man, I mean, we could we could probably <laughs> talk about this for hours. But what, just what just we- go. I'm going to take a nap.
2: You know, what I would say is after having done enough of these and work with enough firms, I mean, we've worked with hundreds of firms at this point, And what I could say is it's more often than not, you really do get what you pay for. And when it's concerning your brand, it's concerning your business. You know, if you're not able to invest in doing video right, it's probably better to wait until you can than to go for, you know, some sort of half measure. Because what we always find is, you know. We see firms that are going to work with one, two, three different vendors, try it themselves, buy a bunch of equipment, try it themselves again. And then finally, years later, you know they'll reach out and they'll say, I should have done it this way the first time. So <laughs> you can save yourself a lot of time and money there and just focus on doing it right. Because again, it is your brand. It's your business.
1: All right. Thanks, Michael. That's a, a lot for attorneys to think about, obviously. And cut. We'll be back before you know it with more from Michael Mogul of Crisp Video Group. But- before you get a snack, I'd like to take some time to thank our sponsors once again. Not getting enough cases from the internet or the kind of cases you want? Scorpion can help. Over the last 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours to attract new cases and grow their practices. During this time, Scorpion has won over 100 awards for its law firm website design and online marketing success join the thousands of law firms that partner with scorpion and start getting more cases today for more information visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast these days law firms need to do more with less making this happen requires efficient cost-effective tools that work the way that you do available as a desktop for cloud solution amicus attorney practice management software improves the organization of your firm and drives your bottom line Visit amicusattorney.com to discover how you can join the thousands of lawyers who rely on Amicus every day to run their practices. You can go ahead and grab your snack now. Thanks for coming back. How is your wheatgrass shake? So we're continuing with a crash course in video marketing from Michael Mogul of Crisp Video Group, and we're going to jump right back into it. So, Michael, I I know you know this is true, but actually producing a video, putting the content together, certainly a big step, but really it only becomes the first item in a longer to-do list. So the question becomes, once a lawyer has produced a video or had a video produced for them, how should that lawyer then disseminate that video?
2: You're absolutely right. You know, producing the video content is probably only half the battle. I mean, you can have the best video, the most engaging content, but if if nobody sees it, and more importantly, you know, if the right people don't see it, then you're not going to see much of a result. So, you know, the mm-hmm. best way to take advantage of video content, for one get it on your website, on the website homepage, without a doubt. Of course, any legal directories that allow you to upload video as part of your profile, so that's another free way to do it. Email yeah. signatures, we find that that's very effective, so actually linking to your video in your mm-hmm. email signature, if you're corresponding with prospective clients or if people in your office are corresponding, that's a great way to syndicate that content. Of course, YouTube as well, but you know, one goldmine that is absolutely I think is the gold rush today for attorneys, which may not be the case, you know, a year or two from now, but it, you know, it is today is Facebook um, is really taking advantage of video on Facebook. So uploading your video directly to Facebook from your business page and then running a paid Facebook ad to a specific audience. So to a specific age range, zip code. I mean, you can get so specific with this stuff. Like I'll tell you, like privacy is gone. When you, when you see Facebook ads, like what you can do, I mean, you could target based on interest. They like NASCAR, you could target based on household <laughs> income, where they were, Associations they're part of, you know, let's say uh, you know family law. You can target by recently separated life events, right? If you're doing estate planning, you can say you know recently engaged and things like that. So you can get really specific with it. And if you can dial down to your target demographic, this, the specific types of people you're trying to reach, it can be a very cost-effective way to get your video in front of them.
1: I can tell you're down in Atlanta. You got a lot of NASCAR running through your blood there. <laughs> no offense, of course. Um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about youtube because obviously youtube is a great place to disseminate content and it seems like it's probably the most obvious place to put a video outside of your own website if you're a lawyer so do you think lawyers out there uh, should be building and managing their own youtube channels and do you think they're capable of doing that with all the other things they have buzzing around as far as practice management is concerned
2: so, yeah, I, this, you know, there's really two questions, right? So should attorneys yeah. be on YouTube? Absolutely. You know, the one thing that is always amazes people, like, believe it or not, is that there are people out there, a lot of people out there that actually use YouTube as a search engine. Like, they will go to YouTube and they'll type in, they'll, they'll treat it like Google and they'll actually type in things and they'll watch videos all day long. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And... <laughs> And you know, and, and YouTube, which happens to be owned by Google, so YouTube is the number two search engine on the web. I mean, this is you know, it's it's significant and it's free. So it's a no-brainer if you're producing video content to be on YouTube. Um, as far as actively managing and building up a channel, I would say you know, YouTube is important in terms of getting found. So if you you're using certain types of keywords, getting your videos found just you know, through Google search, that's important. Embedding that content on your website, that's important. But as far as really trying to build up a large subscriber base or a YouTube channel, you just don't see a whole lot of that for attorneys or in the legal space. I mean, becoming a YouTube sensation, I'm sure it sounds appealing, but the I mean, <laughs> the amount of content that you would have to produce consistently, you'd spend more time doing that than you would probably practicing law, which would you know outweigh the value of that. So I would say yes. that it's important on YouTube to have the videos there, but I would say that if you have somebody in your office or there's somebody involved in marketing that can manage the channel, that's probably the best way to approach that.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. There's probably not a solo lawyer in Peoria, Illinois, who's going to become the next Justin Bieber by using YouTube to uh, sort of market their law practice. All right. I'm glad we covered that. Let's broaden this topic a little bit, because I think you've answered some of these questions already, or at least a portion of it. But just more broadly, how can video content be used to achieve better results in search? Because I think most lawyers out there will still say, okay, how do I get to page one of Google? That's still a question that I hear a lot from attorneys. What's your take on that?
2: Yeah, everybody wants to be on page 1. It's amazing, right? You know, it's yeah. funny when you think about it like what we were talking about earlier there's, you know, 4200 plus PI attorneys in New York <laughs> and how many can fit on page 1? 10 Right, um, yeah. Yeah. so you see this battle raging on, right? You know, how do we all show up on page one? There's only there's only room for ten, right? And it's usually the same guys on there twice at least. So in terms of video and using video to get results in search, it depends on the types of content you produce. So if you're looking to show up in Google search for you know, let's say. Miami criminal defense, well, you're going to compete against every Miami criminal defense attorney. Let's just say you say criminal defense. Now you're competing against everybody nationally. But um, when you're using things like you know the educational and FAQ videos, because those are long tail, so to kind of draw an example here, uh, it's the difference between typing in shoes into search and then Nike shoes and then men's mm-hmm. Nike shoes and then men's Nike running shoes, right? So as you get more specific, yeah. you're more apt to rank for those specific terms because there's not as much competition. But then also the people who are searching for those topics are much more qualified. So the person who's searching for something relating to a traumatic brain injury, right, or slip and fall, you know, anything along those lines is going to be much more qualified than someone searching for injury in general. So the best way to leverage video is to produce topics based on what people are searching for in your market for your practice area. And you know, there's a number of ways to figure that out, it involves keyword research, but it's always better to produce content that people are already searching for as opposed to producing a video and then figuring out how you want to rank it later.
1: And that's a good point, I think, about the long-tail search as well, which is something that a lot of attorneys don't necessarily think about. Let's get back to this question of personality and authenticity, which we sort of addressed a little bit before. And I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this, but there are a lot of lawyers who are super boring. And previously, we talked about like guys like Jamie Casino, right, and the Texas Law Hawk. Those guys appear to have personality to spare. But if you're a boring lawyer, and you kind of know you're a boring lawyer, because some lawyers do, How should a lawyer who's decided to feature himself in a law firm video try to make that video at least interesting? Um, I know there's this point of being authentic, but what else could a lawyer do who's not necessarily the most exciting person in the world, nevertheless sort of star in a video, because I think that's the way they think about it, and be able to get a message out there that's still compelling?
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I would say that there's a lot of clients out there that want a boring lawyer, so I don't know that I would view it as a as, as a pure negative because you know he may not be flashy, right? He may not be you know stepping out of a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, but he may be experienced and he may be communicative and responsive and just he may care, right? You know, so all those benefits. So again, it comes back to authenticity. Everybody has a different value proposition. You know, sometimes the guys who try to be very flashy are trying to cover you know a lack of experience, and you know there's attorneys who offer other benefits, so it comes down to why do clients choose you? And then really communicating that throughout your video. And one of the best ways to figure this out, by the way, is not to answer that question yourself, but to rather call five clients and ask them why they chose you. Because you know what you believe the reason is may be very different from what your clients think. And this is like an amazing thought experiment. But every time mm. we do this, um, yeah. we'll hear attorneys say, "Well, they hire me because I'm the best, and because I'm so amazing at trial and all those things." And you know, when we ask the clients, clients are saying things like, "You know what? He was very responsive, and you know, this was somebody that I saw through a." Uh, a Facebook ad and I trusted him you know so really make sure that the value proposition that you're marketing is the same reason clients are actually choosing you
1: yeah so I think you underscore the point you made before which is that it's not necessarily flashiness it's what is your client base looking for and yeah experience may be sexy to potential client basis all right so we got time for one more question and we're going to do this Obviously, you know, law firms could regularly produce videos and could set up a YouTube channel, especially if they have somebody in their office, as you noted, who's willing to help out with that sort of thing. But if I'm a lawyer and I had, uh, say I was a small firm lawyer and I had a budget for like one video that I could do, and that was it for the foreseeable future, what kind of video should I focus on producing?
2: Yeah, if you could only do one video, if you've got to kind of scrape together every penny to do just one, I would say you you would see the biggest impact and probably the most immediate impact from doing a brand video, a video that really tells your story, introduces people to who you are, talks about your why, you know, has client testimonials that you know, it's typically a two to three minute video. I mean, those we have seen, and I'm not, you know, I really don't want to understate this, but just. The level of impact that those have had for attorneys it turns the invisible visible and we you know we just actually put out a case study of a criminal defense attorney that we've worked with he saw a 10x ROI on his brand video in three months I mean literally you get it up on your website you get it in your email signature and that's it and you're going to see a huge response especially if it's effective because more often than not those videos are the ones that really set you apart in your market I mean there's nobody else who has a video like that so it definitely draws in a lot of attention and for the people who are already visiting your website. It gets those people to take action, gets them to book a consultation, schedule an appointment, whatever that call to action is on your site. So if you can just get more of those guys to convert, then you don't have to chase down traffic. You don't have to figure out how do I get more people to my site?
1: We got very metaphysical there at the end, making the invisible (laughs) visible. I like that. That's good stuff. I feel like you were meant to work at Disney. Maybe you can do that as a second career. (laughs) This has been a really fun discussion. So Michael, thanks for coming on. And uh, that's going to do it, sadly for another episode of the legal toolkit i'll be back next month with further insights into my soul the soul of america assuming it still has a soul after the presidential election and the legal market Um, if you're feeling nostalgic for my dulcet tones however you can check out our entire show archive anytime you want at legaltalknetwork.com so thanks to michael Mogill of crisp video group for spending some time with us to talk about video marketing for law firms today Michael, can you tell folks a little bit more about how to get information on you and about CRISP?
2: Sure, absolutely. You can visit our website, CRISP, C-R-I-S-P, CRISPlegalvideo.com, or, and I don't know if I'm going to regret this, but uh, <laughs> you can shoot me an email directly, michael, uh, M-I-C-H-A-E-L at CRISPvideo.com. Uh, if you mention the Legal Talk Network, um, I'm sure we can give you some sort of gift or discount or something along those lines. Um, just mentioned Jared sent you, of course. But those two yeah. are probably the best ways. Uh, <laughs> we put out a lot of educational content, too. So if you're interested in learning more about video marketing, yeah, we certainly appreciate putting out webinars and blog posts and just ways to best leverage video for your firm. We're putting it out almost every single week.
1: Thanks, Michael. This has been really fun. And thanks to you out there for listening. And um, especially you, uh, my second favorite crisp, Coco Crisp. We'll talk to you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Legal Toolkit, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Heidi and Jared for their next podcast, covering the current business trends for law firms. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes.